welcome to Issue Spot, the policy podcast of the Boston Bar Association. I'm Mike Abitzer, the Government Relations Director at the BBA, and I am joined today by Louis Tompros, who is a partner at Wilmer Hale and the chair of the Equal Justice Coalition. Welcome, Louis. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. So we are here today to talk about talking with your legislator about civil legal aid. Why don't you give us a summary of where things stand currently regarding funding levels for civil legal aid? Sure. So there are a few important things to know about civil legal aid funding in Massachusetts. MLAC, the Massachusetts Legal Assistance Corporation, gets most of its funding directly from the state legislature, though it also gets funding for its programs through a few other sources like IOLTA accounts. The current fiscal year 17, that's the year that we're in now appropriation for civil legal aid in Massachusetts, is $18 million. Each year we go through a budget process where the governor proposes a budget. We always, almost always don't get all that we ask for or need for civil legal aid, and so then go through a process with the House and Senate attempting to get increases to the civil legal aid budget. We have requested an increase of $5 million for civil legal aid, up to a total of $23 million for this year. And just to, to put it bluntly, that comes nowhere close, even with that increase, to meeting the need for civil legal aid in Massachusetts. But it is an increase that will get us moving in the right direction toward satisfying the need. So why the $5 million ask? Yeah. So about three years ago, the BBA put together the Investing in Justice Task Force report. It was a statewide task force a report sponsored by the Boston Bar Association to assess the need for civil legal aid in Massachusetts. And at the time, the, the recommendation of the task force was that we needed to actually satisfy... First off, it found that there was a, a 64% turnaway rate, meaning that 64% of the people in Massachusetts who qualified for legal aid who, uh, from, from an income perspective who had a, uh, a, a need that was a need that legal aid services actually could satisfy uh, and who made the effort to reach out and contact one of the legal aid service providers in the Commonwealth was nonetheless turned away. 64% of people were turned away. To, to rem- remedy that problem, the BBA uh, put together a report that ultimately reached the conclusion that there was a need for a $30 million increase over three years in legal aid funding. And so we had asked for $10 million uh, in each of the last two fiscal years. We got a portion of that. We got about a million-dollar increase given the budget constraints in the state. It's still not enough to meet the need. But to attempt to begin to bridge the gap toward the $10 million a year that we actually need, according to the task force report, we're this year asking for a $5 million increase. And I know that when this $5 million, the request for the $5 million increase increased to uh, $23 million was put in, that was before the federal budget proposal from the new administration, which recommends cutting all funding for the Legal Services Corporation, which provides $385 million in assistance currently to legal services providers across the country. What what effect will that have in Massachusetts if it goes through? Yeah, the short answer is it will have a, a big effect if it goes through. And in, in fact, the, the, budget, the ramifications of the federal budget uh, affect us in, in two significant ways. One is that direct cut to the Legal Services Corporation. 
LSC funding is responsible for more than $10 million in Massachusetts legal aid work alone. So that cutting the Legal Services Corporation at the federal level will already give us a $10 million decrease in the overall available funding for legal aid work here. But it will also have what I think is, is potentially an even greater effect, which is that the overall budget cuts that are being proposed cut a number of programs that are precisely the programs that the folks that need legal services most rely on the most. So there are there will be cuts to federal program, programs affecting eviction and foreclosure, which are exactly the kinds of things that legal services help to to address. There will be cuts to programs that have responsibility for domestic violence, for veterans' benefits. If uh, if there were a significant cut to to healthcare funding, if if ultimately there were some legislation there that, that did go through to make a significant cut there, that's another area where the constituents for legal services will be affected by the federal cuts in their social services programs, which will only make the need greater for legal services to make sure that the the funding and and the benefits that are available to people in need, that they are still able to get those. So the federal budget cuts are significant both in that they directly affect legal services and that they affect uh, the, the people that we are trying to serve. Okay, so with that great information on civil legal aid in mind, let's talk about how you go about convincing your your legislator to support increases in funding for for MLAC. We just did a podcast with a Suffolk University professor who said that when it comes to advocating for a budget item, according to him, the vote that legislators like the most, and I'm quoting him here, is one that they can explain. So how do you recommend that our listeners explain the importance of civil legal aid when they're in the room with with the legislator? Sure. So I I guess I would say the first thing is don't be afraid because we're all kind of new to this. When when you go to law school, you learn a lot of things. How to talk to a legislator isn't one of them. I was in a a meeting just two days ago with the Speaker of the House uh, here in Massachusetts and had to confess that I'm a patent lawyer. This is not, (laughs) talking to legislators is not my forte. It's not what I was trained to do. It's not what I do in my regular life. We're all in the same boat. The thing that you need to know as lawyers is that you, when speaking to your legislators, have a key insight and a key set of information that they really need uh, when it comes particularly to civil legal aid and when it comes really to any legal issue that you're speaking to them about. And that is, you understand how the legal system works and how individuals interact with that legal system. In the context of civil legal aid specifically, it is lawyers that understand that there are different civil and criminal systems, and it is lawyers that understand that you are not guaranteed the right to counsel in a civil case, and it is lawyers that understand how important those civil cases can be to the everyday lives of the people that need help in them. So they, lawyers understand that civil cases include divorce, include eviction, include domestic violence, include foreclosure, include issues of homelessness, include issues of benefits, things that people need for their lives. And that, and lawyers understand that there is no right to counsel in those cases. So I, that that is it. You, you understand that. You understand how that part of the system works. And you, are, uh, you can then come in and talk to a legislator about that. And by providing that kind of information alone, 
you are doing an extraordinary service for the cause on, on which you're, uh, on the cause that you're advocating for. And I'd also say that when I, I talk to lawyers ahead of events like Walk to the Hill, I always say the same thing, which is, look, you went to law school to learn how to make an argument, and you're well-trained in learning how to make an argument. Legislators want to know the same kinds of things that judges want to know, the same kinds of things that clients want to know. They want to have the facts before them and understand the impact of what they're doing. You're trained to do that kind of thing. So coming in with just the knowledge that you have and, uh, and, and the abilities that you have as a lawyer, you can make an extraordinary impact uh, just by conveying those things to your representative or senator. And this, tell me your experience, but, but this seems like an issue where a person advocating for civil legal aid could expect a receptive audience, generally speaking, with, with their legislator, given the, the strong support that the legislature has demonstrated in recent years for civil legal aid. I think that's right. Yeah, you know, you're going into it. This is not a hostile audience. We, we do have a terrific group of extraordinary supporters in both the House and the Senate. Uh, and you're right. You're going to go in and, and get somebody who will ask uh, you about about your interest and your support in this area, but who is not going to come in hostile. the the biggest the, the biggest opposition we face is not any opposition to to the, the the civil legal aid funding or civil legal aid services generally. The opposition that we face is just the budget, just that there that there's a finite amount of money, and, and it's always an issue of allocating those resources appropriately. So the thing that you can do in terms of advocacy that will make the most difference is to continue to stress the importance and the impact of legal aid services and to continue to make your voice heard as a person with, with knowledge in the community that understands the issue, that thinks it's important, and that will help legislators understand that it can and should be a priority. All right, let's assume we have listeners who are motivated now based on what you said, to talk to their legislators about the importance of civil legal aid and that you've allayed any concerns or, or fears they may have and, and they're ready to make a call, try to try to set up a meeting to talk to, the, to their legislature. How do you recommend they best go about that? Sure. So the first thing you need to do is figure out who your legislator is. Everyone has a representative in the Massachusetts House of Representatives. Everyone also has uh, a state senator. You can go to the Mass Legislature website, which is just malegislature.gov, and click on the Find My Legislator button, and you'll be able to enter your address and figure out who that is. The next step is just to, uh, to, to make a call. Now, if you can come in and, and speak to somebody face-to-face, -face, your senator and your legislator will be happy to meet with you or at least give you someone on their staff that will meet with you if you want to call in and make an appointment to come to the state house and sit down for half an hour to talk about any issue, legal aid included, we hope, but any issue that you want to with them. They'll, they'll take those appointments, they'll put you on the calendar, and you'll, you'll be able to get time as a constituent. The, if, if you can't do that, phone calls help a lot too. Uh, and so if you just call, even if you can't come down to the state house, if you just call, you'll get a staff person. You can say that you want to talk about some issues of importance to you as a constituent and that one of those is legal aid. They'll direct you to the right person either right then and there or they'll set up a time to have a call back. Uh, and you can have a phone conversation either with your representative, uh, him or herself, or with one of your representative's aides and, and lay out uh, why you care about this issue and advocate uh, on behalf of it. 
And I can say from personal experience that staff can be very helpful. There's nothing wrong with, with meeting with the, a staffer instead of the uh, the legislator if they're not available. I, I think it's and some depending on I think it's exactly right depending on the on the the legislator often more helpful because the blocking and tackling of the budget process is complicated and it's not always done at the at the the highest level senator to senator or, or representative to representative it's very often done staff member to staff member so influencing the the staff and making sure that they understand your views and that they're equipped with the right information and the right arguments and that they understand that the constituents care about this issue. Uh, can be just as important, if not in some cases more important, than getting to the to the representative or senator, him or herself. I want to also mention Walk to the Hill Day, which is an annual event that the uh, Equal, Equal Justice Coalition, or EJC, puts on at the State House. It's already passed this year, but in future years, that's another great way for people to make the ask directly. That, that's absolutely right. And we'd sponsor it. We had more than 700 lawyers there this year, which was terrific. We had extraordinary support from the BBA, as we always do, which was it was huge. The BBA president spoke, as always, and made an impassioned plea for legal aid, and uh, it was an, an exceptional turnout. So it, it, that's another way where you can be there together, along with like-minded folks who are also interested in this issue and, and, and other lawyers, and can go right then and there to talk to legislators. And, and we've already heard, as we do most years, responses as we are talking to legislative leadership to the effort of Walk to the Hill this year. We heard from the speaker just this week that it was, a, was seen as a, as a very uh, very heavy turnout and, and indicative of strong, strong support in the legal community and the business community for what we're trying to do. One thing you do get if you go to Walk to the Hill, in addition to a boxed lunch, is a packet of materials that you can review, talking points, what, what you should say, things you can leave behind with the legislators. Is there any way that people can get that material now that they can maybe print out and, and bring with them if, if they get an appointment? Absolutely. That, the same material that you get at Walk to the Hill is available anytime at the Equal Justice Coalition's website, which is just equaljusticecoalition.org. There's also a whole host of additional material, including stories from clients and recipients of legal aid, uh, legal aid lawyers who can tell you about the impact that they've been able to have as a result of funding. Uh, and that material is, uh, is available anytime. If you're going to call a legislator, definitely take a look at that in advance. It has all the facts and figures to the extent that you want any of that. Uh, but you know, candidly, what we've found and what I've found in talking to legislators uh, is that the things that they're most interested in is understanding why it is that you as a lawyer and as a constituent are, are motivated to support legal aid. That's what they really want to hear about. Uh, and uh, just going in and, and uh, explaining that will go a very, very long way toward uh, the efforts to securing the, the funding that we need. Tell us more about the timing of the budget cycle so that people have an idea of um, when particularly they should be contacting their legislators to have the most impact. Sure. So the short answer to that is Anytime you contact your legislature, it helps. Right now, it is the end of March, uh, and we are uh, we, the governor has already proposed his budget. That will then go through a series of committee meetings and then and then amendments uh, at the at the House and Senate levels over the next two months. So April and May are really critical time frames to be in touch with your legislator. Um, there often are votes on particular amendments and on particular funding proposals. And we have, if you go to the Equal Justice Coalition website, equaljusticecoalition.org, you can sign up for 
the mailing list, which will send you e-alerts indicating particularly important moments at which a reach out to a legislature, either by phone or in person or even by email, can have a direct impact on something that's happening immediately. But as I say, the short answer is uh, any contact, any time helps. Uh, the best time is now. Anything else our listeners should know about civil legal aid or talking to your legislator? I guess I would just say thank you. Um, it's extraordinary that we have such great support from the BBA, and, and it's extraordinary that we have such great support from the members of the bar. We're exceptionally fortunate as we fight the fight to make sure that there's funding there. And, and, I, and I think that our legal services lawyers are exceptionally fortunate to have so many advocates and such a strong community behind them. So thank you. Well, Louis Tompros, thanks very much for sitting down with us today, and thanks for your support for Civil Legal Aid. Thank you for having me.